The message today out of 1 John has two parts. The first part is how we know what is the truth about prayer. What is the truth about prayer? How do we know that God hears our prayers? And how do we know that God answers our prayers? Then the second part is on uh, the return of Christ. And it's all in, in 1 John. Now, you remember that in this book, the word we know is used 27 times. Now, think about it. Five little chapters of this book, it says, Now, we know that we've passed from death unto life because we know the, love the brethren. And it says, and we know that God is love 27 times. It's like John says, now, I want you to know the truth. Because if you know the truth, you won't be deceived. You know, I didn't understand uh, this thing. If you know the truth, you won't be deceived. You see, you'll know if you know the real thing, you won't be fooled by a counterfeit. You won't be. You, you know the way they know a bill is counterfeit? Not by studying the bill that's counterfeit, but they study the bill that is the true one, the one that is actual currency. And so they study the, the real thing, so once they see the counterfeit, they'll know the difference. Well, that's the way it is with the gospel. If you know the truth, you will recognize the counterfeit. If you know the truth, you'll know the error. If you know the truth, you'll know the deception. If you know the truth, you'll know when it's a lie. And so that's what 1 John is all about. Because the Bible says in the last days, there, the, these are days of great deception. It says imposters and uh, liars will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Bible says people will give heed to the doctrines of demons and the, the seducing spirits and the doctrines of demons. The, the Bible says that false teachers will arise. So all over this book it says, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. And multitudes today are being deceived. But the only way to keep from being deceived is to know the truth. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to talk to you about the truth, about how you know God hears your prayers and how God answers them. I won't have time to get into the next part, which I'll do it next week, which is no problem. But, I'll, you know, let me tell you why this is so important. We need to know the truth about prayer. Sometimes we wonder, why aren't my prayers answered? Why does it seem that, that God does not hear my prayers and that things are not happening? And, 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 and so what does the Bible say? How can we know how to pray? And how can we know when God hears and answers our prayer? All right, I'm going to show you right from 1 John how you can know the truth about prayer. Now, here's the first thing. The Bible tells us that God answers our prayers when they're prayed from a heart of obedience. That is very, very important. So look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. We're just going to let the truth speak to us. It tells us here that we know God hears our prayers when we pray from an obedient heart. It says in verse 22 of 1 John 3. 
Now listen to it. Whatever we ask, that's called prayer. Whatever we ask, we receive from Him. Because we keep His commandments and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Truth. He says here, we know God's going to answer our prayers because we're praying from a heart of obedience and we're doing the things that please Him. You know, the Bible makes it clear that we have to pray from, obe- from an obedient heart. We have to pray from a life that is absolutely pleasing God. You know, you know what we've got to do, let me tell you what happens when you get down to pray. This always happens. If you're sincere about your relationship with Jesus Christ, you're sincere about really praying and believing God hears and answers prayer. The first thing when you begin to pray is this. I found it to always be true. If there's something in your heart that will keep you from praying the way you should, and if there's something in your heart that will keep God from answering your prayer, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your mind. Every time I get down to pray, or every time I pray, it's almost like I pause and give the Holy Spirit a chance to show me if there's anything, if it's a word that I spoke that I have not dealt with, if it's an attitude that I've expressed that I have not cleared up, if, if, if it's a thought that I received, I'm telling you, you need to realize that we have to pray from an obedient heart. We have to pray from a heart that is pleasing to God. You know, I believe that's why in the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray, he said, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us this day our daily bread. And then he said, notice what he said, and forgive us. Forgive us of our trespasses. It's almost like Jesus said, now, if you're going to finish praying, you've got to pray from an obedient heart. You've got to pray from a heart where there is no known sin in your life. I'm telling you, many of you have not resolved some issues in your life. There's something or some things in your life that you have not dealt with, but yet you wonder why God has not answered your prayers. Well, I'm going to give you a couple of verses that will show you exactly why God does not answer a prayer that does not pray is that is not prayed from an obedient and pleasing heart. I didn't say a perfect heart. I said a forgiven heart. I did not say a perfect heart, a heart that is dealt with any sin there. Because he says here, we know we have what we ask from him because we keep his commandments and do what is pleasing in his sight. There's a kind of a disturbing verse in Psalm 66, verse 18. I want you to list at this. See, you've got to pray from a heart that is right. In Psalm 66, verse 18, it says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Now, I'll I, I tell you why that's so important. All right, so he, he's getting down to pray. Or he's, in the, he's ready to pray. And as he begins to pray, he says, now, if I regard, if I know there's iniquity in my heart, sin that I have not confessed, sin that I have not dealt with, 
things that God is not pleased with. He said, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But he said, but certainly God has heard me and has he attended to the voice of my cry. He said, I know I didn't have any iniquity in my heart. Blessed be God who has not turned away my prayer nor his mercy from me. So to have your prayers answered, to have them answered, you have to pray from a heart that is obedient and pleasing to God. You know, we sometimes wonder why we don't see God doing more in the lives of people and God doing more in our community and God doing more through his church. But you've got to understand, a church that's heart is not right with God. A church that is not pleasing to God. Why should they expect God to answer their prayers? I didn't say perfect. I said forgiven. I said a heart that is cleansed. A heart that is not regarding iniquity. A heart that has not given place to the flesh. Now listen to this. We sometimes, God, why don't you do more than you're doing? You want to know why? Listen. So Isaiah 59 verse 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities, he said, listen, God's, God's power is the same. God's hand is not short. There's nothing wrong on God's end. God's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. His ear is not heavy that it cannot hear. God can hear, but... Your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, and he will not hear. Well, I'm telling you, God answers prayer. I mean, he answers prayer, but we have got to go before him with a heart that is open to the light of God's word, a heart that is open to the light of the Holy Spirit. And if there's any iniquity in our heart or any sin in our heart, we have to deal with it. We have to confess it. We have to get it out of our life. And then we can pray to God from a heart that is obedient. And we can pray to God from a heart that is pleasing to him. And I am telling you that God answers prayer prayers that are prayed from an obedient heart that is pleasing to him. Now, you just need to be sure that when you pray that everything's right between you and him, and then the channel is absolutely clear and open, and God can hear and answer your prayer. Now, look at 1 John 5, verses 14 and 15. Here's the second condition of God hearing and answering our prayer. This is a great promise. Man, this is a great promise. We, we pray from an obedient heart, a pleasing heart. God hears and God answers. But now in these two verses is the entire guideline for God hearing our prayers. This nails it down. All right, in verse 14, and you're going to see the words no here. So I'm talking to you about the truth about prayer. What is the truth about prayer? When does God answer, and why does God answer, and why does God not answer? Because all of us pray, and we pray about things that are important to us. But we've got to pray in a way that is pleasing to God and led by the Spirit of God. Now, verse 14 of 1 John 5. This is the confidence, confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything 
according to his will, he hears us. Man, just listen to this promise. I've got confidence in God that if I ask anything of him, now, from an obedient heart, from a heart that is pleasing, from a heart that is not regarding iniquity, he says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, does God hear my prayers, Brother Fred? Yes, he does. This is a confidence. If you pray according to his will, God hears you. And then it says, and if we know, there's those words we know. If we know that he hears us, then we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. You know what that just said? If you pray according to the will of God, if you pray God's will, he hears you. And if he hears you, then you know that what you've asked him, God is going to do. Now, you talk about a promise. So let's just put it this way. We have a burden. We have a care. We have a concern. And the Bible calls us to prayer. It says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman avails much. It says men and women ought always to pray and never to give up. And so we understand how significant prayer is in our life. And so here we say, all right, I know. As far as I know, I'm not regarding iniquity in my heart. As far as I know, there's no unconfessed sin. As far as I know, I'm right with God. That's all I can do, and the Holy Spirit's going to have to show me if it's different. And so you say, now I'm going to pray, all right? Now you know if you pray in the will of God, you know he hears you. And then if you know he hears you, then you know that God is going to do what you've asked him to do. Tremendous. But now here's the key. The key to God hearing us is our heart be right. But oh, listen, the key to God hearing us is praying in his will. If I know that I pray anything according to his will, he hears us. Well, now, okay. You said, Brother Fred, how do you know the will of God? How do you know you're praying in God's will? Man, I want to pray with the confidence. Well, he heard me, and I know since he heard me, and I prayed in his will, he's going to do it. There's one way you know the will of God, and you know the will of God from the word of God. You see, you cannot know the will of God by your emotions. Emotions are important, and emotions so oftentimes pray an important part in our prayers. But it, the, 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 your emotions cannot reveal to you the will of God. So many times people will give us counsel or advice. And they mean well. But you, you don't know the will of God from counsel or advice from an individual unless it comes from the word of God itself. So the only way you can know the will of God is to know the word of God. And the Word of God reveals to you His will. I was talking to a man this week whose wife died suddenly. A good friend of mine, I had a service yesterday for her. And he said he was reading in her diary about praying and answered prayer. And this is, I'd already prepared this message before he'd ever told me this. He said, but in there, they say, so many times we pray, if it is your will, Lord, 
if it is your will, if it is your will. And she said, and I think there's a lot of truth to it. She said, this praying, if it's your will, is the sign of a lazy Christian. Because you've not spent the time in the Word of God, being led by the Spirit of God, to find out whether it's God's will or not. And so therefore you have to pray, well, if it's your will, Lord. He says to you, well, why don't you find out what my will is? And you can, right here in this book. He will show you his will. Now, I'm going to give you some examples. Is it God's will for people to be saved? Now, you've got to listen to me all the way through now. Is it God's will for people to be saved? Yes, I'll give you the verses. God is willing that none should perish, but all should come to repentance. He's willing. It says he would have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, so we know the will of God there, right? Now, here's where it comes in. So you say, all right, Lord, you said you're willing none to, should perish. You said you would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. You said that Jesus is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours, but the sins of the whole world. So, Lord, I am praying and according to your will, I'm praying for Joe or Bill or Sue to be saved. Now, I want you to listen to me. That means this. Now, does that mean that God is going to violate Joe and Sue's will? That, that, does that mean that God's going to force them to be saved? No. But i tell you what it does mean. When you pray for them to be saved, it means that it is God's will. So God's, God's Spirit will speak to them. God's Spirit will convict them. God's Spirit will draw them. And God's Spirit will do all that He can to draw them. But I'm telling you, He will not force them. But you can be assured that God's Spirit will deal with them about their salvation and about their eternal soul because you're praying in His will and you're praying for God to save them and God will honor that and God will deal with them and He will, and they'll have every opportunity to be saved. Where if you didn't pray for them, they may never even be dealt with by the Spirit of God. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, let me just give you a verse. He says, I sought for a man among them to stand before me on behalf of the land that it would not be destroyed. God said it was my will that the land not be destroyed. He said, I sought for someone, a man or woman, to stand for me before me on behalf of the land that it would not be destroyed, to stand before him and to plead for the land. He said, but I found None. So you got to get in here and find out what the will of God is. Let's talk, we, we are did this a few weeks ago about healing. You know, I basically believe it's God's will for people to be healed. I believe that. I, I mean, I never uh, hear people saying, Lord, I'm glad Bill's sick and just keep him sick as long as you can. I, I, I don't hear that. There's something in us. Well, it says over in the book of James, Is there anyone sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church. Let him anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. The Bible says that Jesus bore our infirmities and our sickness, and by his stripes we are healed. 
So basically, I believe it's the will of God for people to be healed. He's promised us three score and ten. Well, if you're not 70, you still got a little time. I'll be 74 in December. Have mercy on me, Lord. I need more time. But anyway, <laughs> so what it is, I, I believe the general revelation of the Word of God is, is that God heals. Now, you say, well, now, Lord, you go, and if it's a Christian, all right, now stay with me. If it's a Christian, Lord's going to heal them one of two ways. He could heal their physical body, make them absolutely whole. He may use the doctors. He may use uh, nurses. He may use medication. He may heal them independently of any individual or anything. But all healing comes from God. Amen? All of it. All of it. But so since we know it, believe it's God's will, and we pray for people to be healed, but you really want to know God's will for that person? For that particular person or for yourself, what you got to do is you got to get in the Word of God and you got to get a Romans 10 word where it says, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the rhema of God. The word rhema means a personal word from God. The Logos is the entire Bible. That's the entire Bible. It's the entire Word of God. And all the promises of God are true. And all the commands of God are to be obeyed. This is the Word of God, the Logos. But in the Logos, you can be reading the Word of God and seeking God about His will. And you can say, God, I want you to give me a rhema. I want you to give me a personal word about this. I want a personal word about Bill and his health. Or I want to know a personal word about this job. I want to know a personal word about whether I should go in this direction. And so what God does, if you're not too lazy, you can go in the word of God and say, God, I have to have a word to stand on. I, I, I have the promises of God, but I need a specific word where you, you not, I not only can say, God can heal Bill and God will heal Bill. I need a word where I can say, I know God is. It's done going to heal Bill. Now, I, I, we all learned that when Manly Beasley came years ago, taught the little red work, workbook on faith, and he talked about the only way you can know the will of God in some situations is to get in the Word of God and allow God to give you a rhema, a personal word from God. And when he does that, it's done. It's settled. And you remember how God gave him his word? He had six terminal illnesses, six terminal illnesses, already uh, being used by God mightily as a revivalist. People would come into his room, manly, are you going to be healed? He said, I know God can heal me. I'm asking God to heal me. But if you say to me, he's going to heal me, I can't answer that right now. Till one day he was just reading his Bible and he came to that, I think it was Psalm 112 or 1 Psalm 28, and it says down there, and God will bless you and your children will be like fruitful vines by the side of your house, your wife like, a, you know, children like olive plants around about your house, your life like a fruitful vine, and said, go on, said, and, and you shall see your children's children. Manly said when that, he read that, it just leaped off of the page. It was a rhema. It was a personal word from God, and it got in his heart. And God said, that's for you. So, Lord, you, 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 you mean to tell me that I am going to see my children's children? Now, Lord, i am got six terminal illnesses, and I think my oldest child is nine or eight. 
you mean to tell me I'm going to live? To see, yes. And from that moment on, it was such a living word of God, such a rhema in his heart, that he never, never doubted it. There were three people that believed he was going to live. Him, his wife, and one doctor who had enough faith to stand on that word. And everybody that came into the room from that point on, manly, boy, you look bad. You know, he said, don't, don't sweat it, don't sweat it. I'm going to live, and I'm going to see every one of my children's children. Where do you get that kind of faith? Not from emotions. You've got to get a word from the living God. And you stand on it. And nothing can shake it. What is the truth about prayer? If we pray from a heart that is obedient and a heart that is pleasing to God. And if we pray in according to the will of God. We know that God hears us. I'm, and that's the word of God. And we know we have the petitions. We know that we have what God has asked us for. You see, I'm, but here's what, where it is. We get in the situation and we pray and we say, well, Lord, I don't know your will, but I sure would like to, for you to do so and so. God says, well, why don't you find out my will? And then you can pray with confidence. Then you can pray with authority. Then you can pray with power. And, and, and so let me just say this to you. Do you remember how the Lord's prayer started? It started in surrender to God's will. This is how he said, when I said, Lord, teach us to pray. So what did he say? Pray, hallowed be your name. In answer to this prayer, glorify your name. Your kingdom come. Lord, in answer to this prayer, let your kingdom come in my heart, the heart of my family, the heart of the people I'm praying for, and the heart of everything around. God, I want you to know, answer this prayer and glorify your name. Answer this prayer and your kingdom come in the heart of every person that it touches. And then he said, your will be done. But you know, Jesus, every time he prayed, he would listen to the Father, and he would see what the Father said, and he always prayed in accordance to the will of his Father. He said, I do the will of him that sent me. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. Folks, listen. I'm telling you, we, we've got to realize that when the trial comes and the crisis comes and the battle rages, that's when we've got to get along with God and know that God hears and answers prayer and know that if we pray from a clean hands and a pure heart, he's going to hear us. He's going to hear us. And if we pray in his will, he's going to answer us. And so we've got to be sure that our hearts are right and we're praying in his will. Man, I, I read a verse. I, I was really burdened about um, a decision. And, and this is just this last week. And um, I, I've, I'd read this verse before, but I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, I, I, just need, um, uh, I just need for you to speak to me. The, and and it, what he told me is, as I was praying about what to do and the direction to go, he gave me a promise that he was going to tell me. This is the verse he gave me. Boy, you're talking about a great verse. Isaiah 30, verse 21. Now, here I was just saying, Lord, I got to hear from you. I got to hear from you. I, I got to know it's you. You know what it says in Isaiah 30, 21? You shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way. 
walk in it. That's enough to make you shout. He said, you're going to hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand, you'll hear that word. And whenever you turn to the left hand, I'm not sweating it. I have absolutely no concern. I want the will of God. And so I'm going to hear a word behind me saying, this is the way. Walk in it. And when God says it's the way, you can walk in it with confidence. You can walk in it with assurance. Hey, listen, folks. Prayer is the most powerful thing in the world. And prayer is the priceless privilege of every child of God. Every child of God. You say, but Brother Fred, I have been praying about this for 10 years. Are you praying from an obedient heart and a pleasing heart? Then good. Do you believe it's the will of God? You say, I know it's the will of God. Then listen, God never told you the time. God just told you he had answered. You may pray 30 years, but the answer comes. You may pray 30 minutes, and the answer comes. But God is not a man that he could lie. And he said, we know we have those things we ask of him because we keep his commandments. We obey him and do what's pleasing in his sight. And he said, let me tell you what else we know. We know that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And we know that if he hears us, we know the petitions that we've asked of him, he's going to grant them in our life. Folks, we've got to get in here and find out God's will for every situation for our life. And we've got to pray with confidence that we're praying the will of God. And you know that, then you just watch God. And you let him do it in his time. But the main thing is you don't give up. You just keep praying till the answer comes.